this is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. All right, well, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We're glad you're listening. We hope that you're having a good week, and we hope that this podcast is hitting you at just the right time. Uh, I'm here today once again with my co-host, my other co-host, Josh Osborne. Hello again, everybody. (laughs) Hi, Josh. How you doing? Good, thanks. Good. Well, if Josh is here, that means this is a uh, dad episode, another dad episode. So this is actually the last dad episode uh, for the spring. We're about to take our hiatus for the summer, as we've been talking about the last few weeks. And this is our last dad episode but it's not the last dad episode. We've got some more dad episodes coming, so I'm looking That's forward right. to that. You got the date for that, right? The recording date for that, Josh? Yep. Just refresh me one more time, maybe. <laughs> well, I'll go over the details with you. Okay. <laughs> we'll be recording some more episodes here soon, and we're looking forward to getting those out this fall. But today, we're going to be uh, sharing with you the third uh, installment of the, of the dad episodes that we've already recorded and uh, looking forward to that. In this episode, remember, Josh, we were talking, this episode, we're covering those love languages that we talked about. That's right. Yeah, there's some really good practical stuff in this episode. Yeah. And your love language was f- with, with Megan was words. Yeah, words of affirmation. Definitely hers, not so much mine. <laughs> yeah. And you said um, how she loves when you leave her notes. Yeah, yeah. And- and yeah. then, and you also say, "I haven't done that in a while." How's it going? I know. Going? Yeah. How's yeah, it going? She's gonna listen to this. And... <laughs> All right, you're gonna yeah. have to pull out your notepad and start leaving some notes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's several other things we get into that I think are gonna be super helpful too. So let's just jump into the episode, and uh, we'll be back at the end to just talk about a little bit about what you're hearing. So are there some things that you guys do? What are some things you do that are like not date night, but those, so, I mean, just, because listen, if if there's a guy listening, he's thinking, all right, guys, give me some ideas. <laughs> How can I, give me some little ideas to just things that you have done or could do that, listen, we could steal them, share them. I, here, let me, let me start, let me start, let me break the ice. Here's something that I do for my wife. And it's not hard. Mm-hmm. And she listens to these podcasts, and I'm probably going <laughs> to giving away your secrets. But 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 I, and maybe I'll say the first thing I think Chris's advice is the best. You know, thank you. Figure out <laughs> figure out your light your wife's love language. What is she, what what is the thing that really speaks to her? So, um, one of the things I do for Mary Beth is I try to make sure that there's always a rose for her on the kitchen sink a live rose like how often i just <laughs> keep i just keep Forever. track of the rose if the rose starts to die or we throw it away then when i go to the grocery store i just get another rose i just it, it like it's like mm. I, we are out of milk you get some more milk you're out of butter you get more butter my wife I, and i this is she, she didn't ask for it mm-hmm. i just did it for her yeah. and she l- appreciated it and then i just continue to do it mm-hmm. and the rose i think it's was it's three dollars and fifty cents and it doesn't take any time. And it's, it, I don't know, it's a little thing, but I think yeah. it 
helps somehow, you know. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, those times when things are tense for whatever reason, you know, you guys ever have times like that with your wives? Nope. No. No. And and it's time and it's time to get it. Well, I'll just talk to the guys that are listening that do have times like that. In those times like that, and it's you know, and it just happens to be time to get under the rose. <laughs> and we're like, I think well, I'm gonna get this rose because stinking rose. Because it's what I it's what I need to do, and you know, it's good for me as much as it is for. Her. So it's a little thing, you know, it's a little thing. But um, so I'm gonna throw that out there. So how about you guys? Anything? Uh, anything? One one thing I've tried to do and. Um, I don't know if the, I don't know if this makes a difference. Um, uh, but I have tried to when when I get home from work or I'm home in the evenings after or late afternoons, and uh, it's time for my wife to make dinner. Um, it's always easier when the weather is nice. But I try and get the kids outside, mm-hmm. get them out out into the backyard, out to the swing set, you know, out playing in the driveway or helping me in the garage or doing something. Uh. Just because to me it makes sense that she would appreciate, even though she's still technically like making dinner, which is a job, but there's a thought in my mind that says she would appreciate doing that without a one-year-old hanging on her yeah. legs yeah. Um, or screaming to be picked up. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's one of those things that I've tried to do. And like I said, um, She's never said, oh, that was great. You know, she hasn't said it's terrible, though. So, right. She's not trying. Kind of telling you to stop doing it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but maybe she'd just like you to make dinner. Or maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that's what she's waiting on. But, no, I'm sure she appreciates it. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. We uh, have uh, grandparents kind of close to the grocery store. And I, I don't know if my wife likes it as much as me, but I like going grocery shopping with no kids. Mm hmm. So, I don't know. It's so much easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, there's no kids, so, like, you mm-hmm. really take your time. You know, you're re- <laughs> reading all the labels <laughs> to make sure. So you drop your kids off and then go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. And then, that's nice. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo one more time just that um, the five love languages is a great, great uh, idea because um, my wife's a big words person. And I am not at all. And so when I found out how much um, she appreciated words, uh, one of the suggestions in that chapter in that book was to leave notes. So I went out and got a like a, a little notepad that had this you know like special design on it. So my wife would know when she saw that kind of that kind of design on a on a note that she would know it was for her, and I'd leave them in places. And uh, she really appreciated that. She's gonna listen to this and call me out on this later because i have not done that in a long time <laughs> but i know that she appreciated the handwritten note it wasn't just a, a text i could fire off you know just right. on the fly it was something i had to put time and thought into and plan ahead so that that meant a lot to her it's yeah. good i'm trying to remember Jeez, what i'm when my kids were super young, my kids like had chris just does whatever he wants now because his kids are old yeah, just, like, just whatever he wants when my kids were young, they like were like adverse to sleep. They hated sleep. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of times we would, not a lot of times, but a few times, I would just send, we'd just send Katie to like a hotel, like up the road. Like you go sleep <laughs> and drink Sprite and just yeah. hang out by yourself for a little while. Just, just, some, just some me time. Just huh? do what you want to do yeah. and sleep for, you know, two days. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Oh, I that's cool. She appreciated that. And it was just, like, you know, right up the road from us. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't with the kids, so. Right. You know. Well, uninter- uninterrupted sleep is different than. Yep. <laughs> oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's real good. I do think, too, uh, you know, I I think sometimes for, you know, and that we keep coming back to this four love language things. But, Fun. I mean. Five, five level. Like that's what I'm missing. I'm missing that fifth. <laughs> All these years, the I've been missing that fifth. One. Yeah, the five level. But anyway, I do think it's good to figure out kind of what what is going to be helpful. You know, what can I do? You know, to be helpful. And I think you guys shared. All of you shared very. You know, really, just super well in the beginning of our talk just about how these kids came in and all of a sudden you realized how selfish you were, you know, and I don't think we know. I mean, to be fair, I mean, how can you know you're selfish when it's just you, it's just you and no one else, you know? And even when you have a, you know, a partner come into your life, someone that you're sharing life with, it's still kind of like 50, 50, you know, you're still, it's not, you know, but this third one, all of a sudden, wow, this, this selfish thing comes out and you realize it. So, your whole rest of your life now is going to be figuring out how to, you know, let the self be, you know, put the self away. Mm-hmm. And what can I do for others, my kids, my wife, you know. And so this learning, learning this well is good. It's worth doing. So do it. Take the time to do it. Figure it out. I mean, um, once you figure it out, though, then just dive into it. Any little thing that touches on that, whether it's like Josh was saying words or you know, Joe's saying it sounds like it's, I don't know, what, which love language would that kind of qualify sure, for, yeah. taking your kids out, I guess? Not chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I want I to be alone. Like, I don't want to see another I, human being. Leave me alone, love language. F- figuring out, for me, figuring out that, you know, for me to um, do the dishes or unload, just to do one of those chore things, Mary Beth really appreciated that. Just there are certain things that she just did not, and I didn't know, but she just didn't feel like it was her job to do. And, I'm, and I, and I kind of, I know we've kind of established in our, in our relationship, like, who's, what, what job? I mean, we all live here. Nobody, it's somebody's job. You do what you, we'll all do, we're all pitching in. That's kind of how we raised our kids with that, too. We didn't have chores. We didn't have, just like, look, it needs done, just do it. Mm-hmm. Whoever, whoever's able to do it, just do it. And we just kind of, that was sort of how we lived. And that's how Mary Beth and I operate. But wow. that's uh, that's a little different than uh, the house I grew up in, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. which might lead well into your next question. You know, um, how how our parenting style is different uh, from from our own parents. Well, let me just ask the question officially, and then we'll dive into that because that's good. So, I I'm a firm believer that we will naturally parent the way we were parented. We'll, we're going to just do it intuitively, um, and then that could be good. Or that could be bad, you know, or it just may not mesh with who we are and who we're married to and what our family looks like. So we need to figure out how we're going to do it. But I'm just my question to you guys then is, how is that going for you? How are you? Do you find yourself parenting the way you were parented? Do you feel, um, you know, (laughs) or should I say it this way? Do you find yourself parenting the way you're parented like it or not, even if you don't want to, does that ever happen to you? <laughs> or are you are you going down a completely different path? And I'm just curious about that. So, Josh, you started this, so why don't you yeah. jump in? Yeah, I feel like I'm on shaky ground because I'm talking to my father-in-law, and my yeah. parents are going to listen to this. Everybody's listening. <laughs> yeah. You will be judged by somebody. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I mean, 
like you like you had said that you guys didn't necessarily assign chores um i think maybe you were talking about between you you and mary beth but uh i i feel like in my in my family growing up you know there were a bunch of us and we definitely had a chore chart and uh you know that was what saturdays were for you know was for doing the chore chart and uh that's something that my wife and i have really talked a lot about is um you know how much how much work are we going to give our daughter uh, right now she's not old enough to do it but um that's something that's already come up we know that that is uh, a, a point where we we kind of differ in how we grew up and so um, that's one of the conversations we have. Uh, I would say mostly, though, we both feel pretty blessed to have come from the families we have. And um, we, I think, are trying to pass on the legacy that we were given. I think most of my time is spent trying to be more like my dad. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what I'm shooting for in a lot of ways. We have a very traditional, uh, I guess, quote unquote, traditional family setup where I go to work and my wife stays home. Um, and, uh, you know, we, I, we're, but we both have full-time jobs, you know, I'm definitely not saying that my wife, my wife has, um, has a, a cake life. Um, so, but my, my parents grew up, uh, or what, I'm sorry, I grew up, my parents had that same traditional, um, setup. So I feel like I, I emulate that a lot. And, um, I don't know. I think I think I, I, I copy a lot of the things my dad did. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I think role. I think now roles are a little bit different than they were when I was a kid. So I think. <clears throat> oh, I just say I'll say it this way: that a lot of times, you know, when my my wife has something going on, I'll go out with my kids. I'll go out with my girls. You know, we'll go whatever. Go out to eat. We'll go do something, and inevitably, somebody will say. Uh, oh, you're babysitting your kids. You're helping babysit your kids tonight. That's like it's cool. not something you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll go, you know, n- n- trying not to be snarky. Go, n- n- well, no, I'm I'm parenting my kids. You know, there's just this idea I think from uh, you know a generation or maybe the generation before us. It's like the wife watches the kids and the dad. You know, if they're out, boy, he's he's really he's babysitting. You know, he's he's uh, he's really going help, to the he's going help, to the mat for the family, helping wow. out there. That's great. So I just think that like the the whole the whole role thing is different now mm-hmm. than when we were kids. That like, you know, when I get home from work, you know, there's times where I have to sit in sit in the driveway and and count to a hundred and go, my day isn't done. You know. Uh, I don't get to just sit on the couch and, and right. you know, watch TV now. Like, I still have kids to watch. I still have a family to take care of. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't always work that way. Like, sometimes I will just sit on the couch. But, you know, there's – there's my, my day isn't done when I get home from work. I'm still a dad, and I'm still going to do, do what I do. And I don't think that was necessarily the way it was when, when we were kids. Yeah. I think, well, that, that's something that impressed me about my dad is when he got home, he was like all about going out and playing catch or whatever. And I remember just even as a kid thinking, well, he must be really tired. Like, and even now, you know, I, I look back at that and think I'm even more impressed, you know, because I know I'm tired when I get home from work. And like Chris said, it, you know, the day's just kind of starting over. I read somewhere about a dad who um, when he would come home, he would 
uh, stop in front of his door and he would like physically take kind of take his coat off and hang it up um uh he would he would do that action even though he didn't take his coat off he would take it off and hang it up as if he was saying i'm unloading all the stresses of my day because he didn't want to take that home into his into his house and Mm -hmm. you know bring all of his frustrations from work into that house um so he would you know physically move his arms take everything off and you know might feel kind of silly but you know it's something that i try to do um and kind of remove remove all all of the negativity maybe that i that i carried and just drop that at the door because then you restart Mm -hmm. when i first heard i was thinking about this question i was thinking about um i feel like my parents had like a real free range approach to like when we were kids i just remember like we grew up in the middle of nowhere and like i can remember riding my bike like hours just in one direction you know like (laughs) and um part of me wants to be like that now but also like uh i don't want people to think i'm a negligent parent (laughs) so you know you're trying to find that fine line of like well you don't want to be a helicopter parent but i mean can you let your nine-year-old like ride their bike five miles away (laughs) i mean (laughs) And maybe that's a cultural change as well. I mean, do you guys remember that? Like, you remember, I like remember going oh, yeah. outside, uh, you know, and I'm like going outside, mom, and like f- come back three or four hours later. Like, yeah. And it's not like I feel like we if my kid told... did that, did that now, I'd be I'd be tracking him on my phone the whole time. I'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing there? What are you What are you doing over there? Like, I grew I, up. I gotta get in the car and go check. Yeah, I grew up in the country like that as well, but it was still like. I never told my mom anything. Yeah. Usually I was yeah. going out the back door mm-hmm. and we had a, a big bell, a cast iron bell mm-hmm. off the back of our house and she would ring it for meals. Mm-hmm. And that's when you knew to come home. Mm-hmm. Other than that, she didn't know where we were. She just knew the sound of that bell carried <laughs> for miles. It'd be enough. And that was our range. Yeah. And if you can't I, hear the bell, you're too far. And now, you know, like we live in town, Mm -hmm. but even if I was raising my kids in my parents' house, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that. (laughs) And that kind of like goes all the way back to the whole Mm -hmm. thing of like babysitters Mm -hmm. is, I don't know, maybe I am a helicopter parent, but I I also think, I think that's another one of those things that has changed. Mm -hmm. The world is different now. Mm -hmm. And there is that that certain there's a fear there. I always wonder if it's different unknown. or if it's just more publicized. Like, is it just re- more awareness? Is it really different, or do we just have more cameras and more news stations? And I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I always wonder that. Well, everything's we, so connected now. Yeah. You hear it all. Yeah. All well, sudden, I can. You know, because I'm the old guy, I can tell you when I grew up. We we didn't have seatbelts in cars. We yeah. didn't. We nobody wore a bike helmet. I mean, if you wore a bike helmet, you you thought the kid was going to play hockey somewhere. Yeah. I mean, we laid in the back window of the car <laughs> up on the bench, you know, on mm-hmm. the top. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can't think of all the stuff we did. And I think, man, 
But maybe one out of seven people didn't make it to their twentieth birthday. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was going to say. So maybe, maybe what Josh is saying is right. Maybe, maybe kids were di- kids were dying left and right. We just didn't hear about it. You know, I don't know, but it sure feels like you know the news channels. Well, it sure feels like now. You know, he's like, oh well, my I God. I think that's another big thing that's changed since we were kids. Is that there's the internet now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that changes how you parent a lot. Because you're connected to every news story and every, you know, 24-hour news cycle with a computer in your pocket. So, like, it it changes how, how one, you see the world, and it changes how your kids see the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. YouTube is a, I don't know, I don't, it's, it's a phenomenon with kids, I think. My kids mm-hmm. love YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, I gotta, you know, there's... How many of your other kids love the rest of you guys? Yeah. Yeah, YouTube. I have... My eight-year-old and five-year-old both have Kindles that no. they have YouTube, kids' YouTube, I think, on it. So, like, that's a big, mm-hmm. you know, danger or spot where you gotta you gotta keep an eye. It's a new thing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's something my I didn't have to deal with when when I was raising my kids. We just didn't have it, you know. Right. This is interesting, because um, I and I appreciate what you're saying. So we do live in this new age. You all are raising children in this new age of this of technology, screens, digital. Wi-Fi, and that has added a whole nother layer to parenting that generations before you did not have. Yeah. So it's kind of new. It's new territory, um, I think. It's new territory and a new thing in it, but it's definitely um, something to have on your radar, don't you think, as parents? I think you better. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Just just because... The reach, you know, from that Kindle or that iPad or that iPhone now can be reached from anywhere in the world by anyone in the world. Right. It's not only letting your kids connect to other things, it's letting other things connect to your kids. Exactly. Which is really, that talk about scary. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is incredibly scary. And, well, it's why we are made such a big deal about talking about, well, should we share kids' names, family names? We, we, we're realizing that's the world we live in. We mm-hmm. have to be aware of those things. Well, it's interesting. Um, like your kids um, almost have a social media footprint before they even decide to. You know, mm-hmm. you you know, there's picture. You put pictures on your Facebook or your Instagram, and like that didn't happen when I was a kid. Like all pictures of me that are on the internet are mostly because I put them there. Right. So my kids, when they hit that age, it's like. Yeah, you already got a footprint here. Like, yeah, you think about have that. Quite a few pictures and yeah, mm-hmm. think about that. Everybody, every every family has family baby albums, mm-hmm. but they're albums that are on your shelf in your house. Yeah, and now, yeah. now, forget about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are pictures of people's babies being born mm-hmm. on the internet. Mm-hmm. My goodness, how that's changed and and how. <laughs> When did we think that was a really good idea? Where did that, how did that happen? Man, that's crazy. I'm having like a revelation in here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about, I'm just thinking about all the pictures of my kids. They're on the shelf in in our house and I'm great with that. I I love that we have them, but they're not all over the internet. But you guys, and I'm saying, I don't know if you guys are, but I know people are because I see them all the time, you know, babies and brand new. I mean. Oh man, I don't know. I got I got. I'm processing it in my head, just realizing what that, what that's all about. Somebody might be out there going, "What's the big deal?" I don't know. What's the big deal? I maybe there's. Well, not. it's a big deal because we all chose. You know, we all choose to get a social media account, and we choose to put our pictures on oh, there. But I they see, don't. Yeah. They don't have a choice. Your I mean, children. It's, it's just happening. Like, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, 
That is very, it's isn't that happening. an interesting point? No, so here it is, folks. You're thinking about, that is very, Josh, I, I love this. Because your kids are someday are going to be, they're going to be old enough to say, what were you thinking? <laughs> what were yeah, you, you thinking? <laughs> you know, because I, like, we have mm-hmm. pictures of our kids, you know, mm-hmm. in the bathtub or whatever, you know, the little baby pictures you take, but they're in photo albums, you know, and, yeah. and, and when they see them, when they were teenagers, they would see them and go, oh my gosh, and they would say it to us, what were you thinking? Well, sorry, but they're just in our photo album. Mm-hmm. Now, holy cow, they're, they're all over the universe. Yeah. And that is very interesting. Man, see, a whole other thing I never thought about as a parent. Mm-hmm. You guys. No, that's a great point. Well, you just you just can't ignore it though, because yeah. it's it's going to be a part of their lives moving forward, no matter what you do. I mean, I think that all parents, regardless of the generation, one of the goals is to like teach your kids to make good choices. So we just are trying to teach our kids to make good choices about how they're going to use their devices. You know? Yeah, I, it's, an, it's just a, a parenting thing, right? You got to yeah. do it now. Yeah. Like like learning how to tie your shoes, learning how to you know, drive a car, learning how to use technology. I think it's part of, it's got to be part of what we're doing as parents, for sure. It's a good thought. That's a whole nother episode right there. Right. (laughs) Yes, indeed, that could be a whole new episode all in itself. And in fact, we're looking forward to getting into some of these things with these guys. I appreciate their hearts. I appreciate, you know, just the real life stuff that they're sharing. And we are looking forward to recording some more episodes with uh, with these dads. So Josh, anything you heard in that episode that jumped out to you or any impressions that you had as you were listening? Yeah, I mean, there's just so many nuances to being a dad and to being a parent. And I like how, you know, we kind of addressed in this episode how um, you're coming from your own uh, background and then your wife's got her own background. So you guys are coming um, with these two different perspectives and maybe some preconceived ideas of what a parent should be and Mm -hmm. um, how it's just important to understand that you guys are on the same team and you guys need to get on the same page as far as um, being parents. And um, when you guys don't agree, it's important to be able to sit down and have really good, honest conversations. Mm -hmm. It's true. You know, having a united front is a pretty good thing, even if you're not, you know, you don't have to be 100% on board. I think the the big thing or the really important thing is that we are working together for a common goal, right? Right. And that is to nurture and care for, inspire our kids. And that doesn't mean you have to be 100%. Right. I I think we all, listen, I, I would parent my children today differently in a different way than I parented them, you know, when they were little. Right. Because we change. I mean, we, we're all evolving, we're growing, we're learning so much more. Um, Just like society is, like we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think it's good to, to give each other grace. I think in parenting, give your partner grace. Um, allow room for each of us to grow and, and learn. And um, But I like what you said, just um, kind of coming back to that home base and just understanding that you both are coming at it from... Um, just the same place of really wanting to raise your kids and love them well. Exactly. Right. And that's the best thing we can do to create that sense of nurture, care, safe place at home, you know, yeah. if we're if we're in it together. And understand and that that's your spouse's heart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we both want we all want the same thing. Right, right. It's true. How about how about this? I mean, we kind of ended that episode kind of ended with this idea of technology just I know Riley 
is young. Your daughter Riley is young, but yeah. she's already using technology, isn't she? Yeah, and you almost have to. Like you, you, you do have to expose your kids to technology, and there's, there's just um, such a uh, kind of apprehension about letting your kids get into too much technology. And mm-hmm. I totally understand that. I mean, I, I, you know, did the, the nose smartphone for a year thing and um like you, I, you I did get, that personally yeah and i get that i mm-hmm. i get that there's just there's an apprehension about too much technology in our lives um but technology is going to be a part of of our lives moving forward and um it's important you know like chris has um older girls and mm-hmm. you know they're meeting friends on social media and things that like maybe i didn't do my parents definitely didn't do um, growing up and so that's just hard for me to get my head around um, but it's important for me to know that um, Riley is going to be exposed to technology and social media and she's going to grow up in a in a world where that that is part of the world right and so she's going to have to understand how to interact with that right and it just needs to be part of your parenting like we yeah were, like like we said in like the guys were saying in the episode there it just it just is you know it's not a matter of if it's just how how are you going to approach it you know right. so and so does it does it scare you a little bit? Oh, absolutely. You... <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, because you just don't, don't understand it. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and you know what? The truth is every aspect of parenting should be a little bit um, daunting for us as we <laughs> enter into it because you just don't know what you're going to like. But but I've, I've always said this. I've said this in so many different episodes that I just believe that, that you have – and Megan has, and everybody listening who's a parent, I, th- I just believe you have all that you need to raise the kids that God has given to you, whether they're your kids biologically or have come to, into your life in another way, that God has given you all that you need to raise, nurture, love, and care for those children. You're uniquely qualified to raise the children that are in your household. That I just believe that. Yeah. I, know, I know it's a statement of faith. I say it in faith, but I believe it. I know I just do, and I just want to encourage you and anyone listening that you know, yes, be 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 um, apprehensive, be you know, take it seriously. You know, it's right. it's a serious deal, but don't be t- so terrified that you're that you're paralyzed. I mean, just do the thing that's in your heart to do. Trust your intuition. Trust you know. Trust, trust the Holy Spirit yeah. to speak to you. Ask for it, you know. Ask God to give you wisdom, and I believe it. It happens. Yeah, I really I, do. I think that 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 apprehension or feeling the weight of it just kind of, I would say, be encouraged by that because it shows that you're you are taking it seriously and that you un, that you understand the responsibility of being a parent, mm-hmm. and that means that you're already in a good place for sure. I I appreciate that. You know, I'm looking forward to getting you guys together again and, and hearing more of your hearts and your wisdom and all that all that's happening for you. I think this has been these have been good, these these last these three episodes we've had, and I'm looking forward to more of those. Me too. So coming back in the fall, we're gonna have some more dad episodes and uh and maybe we might add some more dads into the mix. As I mentioned a few episodes a few weeks ago, we, we, we would like to get some moms together and do kind of a similar thing with just, with just some moms to getting together and talking and just from their perspective. And I think that'll be good, too. Oh, for sure. 
So, Josh, thanks for thanks for coming in and being a part of this one. Thanks for co-hosting. Absolutely, it. absolutely. Brittany's Brittany's okay with this. I talked to her. She she was <laughs> a little bit, you know, I had to settle her down, but you know, you know. <laughs> good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks a lot for listening. We we appreciate you. We want to encourage you to make sure that you. Uh, rate and review our podcast just go to the iTunes thing click on rate and review and share just share your thoughts doesn't have to be a long thing but it really does help the podcast become more discoverable on iTunes especially so if you want to just leave a comment let folks know that you're listening and that you like it and what you like about it give us a five star rating that that really helps and we're looking forward to uh, doing more episodes and creating some more really cool things coming up here in the fall so Thanks a lot. Have a good summer, everybody.